Device Nation, the voice of operative orthopedics. Greetings and salutations. Yes, I, Kevin Brown, salute you. And for those about to rock, well, we salute you as well. Welcome to the first annual Device Nation 2024 kickoff national sales meeting. Many of you just got back from one, right? Well, there's one more to go that doesn't involve getting plastered. We've got a real all-star lineup for you today, casting some seriously inspiring vision to put some wind in your sales. Pun intended, we've got corporate melody loops to make it all just seem that much more upbeat and inspiring. A veritable symphony of strategic synergies that's both KPI resonating and stakeholder engagement. A rep told me once whenever he heard this music, he could literally feel his soul being ripped from his body by his corporate overlords. I'm like, dude, relax. A 1264 core progression is a sonic blueprint for operational excellence, not throwing yourself out the nearest window. And as a bonus, it's a great soundtrack for the mass consumption of alcohol, right? Because it wouldn't be a national sales meeting without an open bar, providing everyone the opportunity to drink a gallon of beer and tell everyone within earshot what you really think about the direction of the company, but that never happens, right? I know it's tempting. Resist the urge. On a sobering note, so many exciting things coming our way in 2024. New products, new processes, new paradigms. I hope you like change because change is coming whether we like it or not. Speaking of the new year, I knew a rep once. Let's call him Phil. Side note, I've always wanted a friend named Phil just so I could call him Fit and Phil, but I digress. This rep would always tell me this time of year saying the same exact thing. Well, new year, new Phil which always made me laugh when he left the room. As much as I always hoped for that new Phil, that guy just never made an appearance. Always the same old Phil, the quintessential Undertaker rep, no matter what the year was. Now, new listeners right there are already thinking, what's an Undertaker rep? Quick Device Nation glossary of terms review is in order as we're going to be all over this subject today. Three slots. You can put people in our industry in, whether they're surgeons, industry, or reps. Here's the rep side as an example, the Undertaker rep. The consummate pessimist, they're negative about everything and everybody, a walking storm front. The caretaker, well, they're the consummate snack machine. Put a $1.25 in, you're going to get a tasty, peanutty, caramel-infused payday bar, but you're not going to get anything else as their strength is just doing what they're told. As long as it doesn't involve making a sales call. Lastly, the overtaker rep, the consummate, yeah, I like that word, the consummate entrepreneur, small business-minded rep, open to risk, open to change, always looking to create more than enough. Got that? Well, now that we got that out of the way, New Year's are always a great time for introspection. So here we go. Which one of those are you? The answer has profound implications as we ponder this new year, something I've been doing a lot of lately, and I'm so excited to share what's on my mind in 2024. What's on your mind? I've been asking that question a lot of people I respect across our industry. It helps me bring my thoughts into better focus. I asked my OR director and my purchasing director this very question. Think their answer might have some value as I look to be a partner, not a peddler. I humbly suggest over the next few weeks, maybe make a point of asking that simple question of your surgeon, your facility, KOLs, even your distributor, just five words. It's easy. And look, it's a little time sensitive here. You ask this in July, it's just going to be weird. Let's practice it together so we're not going in cold. 2024, what's on your mind? Well, Device Nation has spent the last few weeks asking that very question of a veritable who's who in our industry from so many different angles. I'm so excited to bring their answers to you today as I think their answers have great value for all of us as we formulate our game plan for this coming new year. Let's kick off our national sales meeting Device Nation style by turning off this stupid mind-numbing loop there. Doesn't that feel so much better? And head off to New Orleans to hear from a man who defines 
our vision of an overtaker surgeon, a very special voice to yours truly, as he was the first guest to come on Device Nation. A risky career move for him, as I barely knew how to even pronounce the word podcast at that point. Dr. Vinod Dasa, 2024. What's on your mind, sir? Thanks, Kevin. So I'll tell you, honestly, I've got more questions than I do answers. And from a very practical perspective, I don't think my practice in November is going to be that different than what it is today in terms of, you know, implants and technologies and making my incision and all this stuff. So we'll see some incremental improvement. But I think what's really going to be interesting this year is, and I don't know how many of your listeners realize this, but starting in July for total joint replacements is going to start capturing and requiring us to capture one-year outcome measures after hip and knee replacement on the inpatient side. So this is the first time we're now going to be held accountable for anything beyond 90 days. So, and as with most things in healthcare, no one really notices or cares until it hits you in the head. So I'm guessing July 2nd, everyone's going to be wondering what's going on. Number two, I think this year also, we're going to try to figure out just like we did last year, kind of where technology fits, what technologies. We know there's some new robots coming into the market. You know, so I think we'll still have a lot of confusion and guessing as to where advanced technologies fit, like robots and AR and VR and imaging and, and those kinds of things. But I don't think any, uh, any of those will get answered this year uh, in any substantive way. I think there's going to be a lot more attention paid to disease processes upstream. And just my general opinion is metal and plastic is getting old. Uh, and so where are the growth opportunities? I think it's managing disease processes upstream of uh, metal and plastic or surgery. So I think you're starting to see a lot of pivoting with a lot of companies and looking to see how can we control and manage diseases uh, before they get to the operating room. And that opens up a whole, whole new market that I think companies don't necessarily appreciate and realize. And then allows you to escape the insurance kind of conundrum as well, uh, because now you get into the retail space. Uh, and I'm starting to see companies pivot away from prescription-based or insurance-based products to things that, you know, can we take something existing or even acquire something new and look at it from a retail lens and cash lens, if you will. And so I think uh, you're going to see maybe some growing interest this year uh, in that space as well. Thank you, Dr. Dasa, so very much. Some profound stuff there to kick off our national sales meeting. We're going to take some time to hear from all of our all-star lineup today, and then I'm going to share what I walked away with. Can't wait to hear from you and what you learned, which is a great segue because our next guest is all about learning. Scott Holdsworth, Campus Director of Medical Sales College in Atlanta, Georgia, bringing that next generation of box openers to the operating room. Scott, What's on your mind this year, sir? My thoughts are not necessarily about medical sales college, but I have a theme. And the, that theme for 2024 is called transition. There are some really important things that are going to happen during this calendar year. And I'm going to start with a presidential election in November that is going to potentially change a lot of things in our world. It's a little bit of the unknown right now. Don't know which way it's going to go. I'm not a tremendously uh, political person necessarily. But from a transition standpoint, we're probably going to have different leadership. So that was number one. Number two, it's an Olympic Games, a summer Olympic Games year, which is always exciting to see how do we stack up against the rest of the world on the athletic stage. I've always been fascinated by that, and I can't wait to watch those Olympics in Paris. 
And then the third thing, we just had Michigan win a national title in Division One college football. 2024 will be the first college football playoff with 12 teams. And that is a tremendous transition. News on Nick Saban retiring is another piece of the transition. We're going to have college football minus the great Nick Saban and potentially the Alabama dominance that has been so prevalent. I'm really looking forward to those three things and what comes out of them and what can be really positive for not just us locally, but the the United States in general, and then certainly the world. So I see it as 2024 is the year of transition. Transition indeed. Writing that down. Thank you, Professor Scott Holdsworth with the pipe and smoking jacket over there in the Peach State, helping us populate the ranks with this next generation of box openers. Great work and great thoughts. Well, let's transition over to Central Sterile to hear from the original clean freak, Hank Balsh. You really need to follow this guy on LinkedIn. I learn something new every week. Hank, what's on your mind and what are you looking forward to, sir? What am I looking forward to in 2024? We know AI is a big thing. I'm leaning into it. I love the tools. I love the new tech that can help you uh, create content quicker at scale, that can come up with awesome new graphics, that can do editing and production. However, even though I love that and I'm leaning into it and I want to be a thought leader when it comes to AI in my clinical space – I am investing in 2024 on the people side of this industry even harder than I ever have before because when new shiny technology takes everyone else's eyes and attention off the ball, it's a great opportunity for me uh, to go long and catch those touchdown passes in our industry when it comes to really connecting the dots and the content and the education with the people on the other side of those computer screens. So look to see me doing that all year long in 2024. It's all about the people. Thank you, Hank Bosch. I so need to make this guy a turban out of blue wrap because he's the sultan of sterile processing and there's no holes in anything he shared today. Hank mentioned the preeminent value of people. And LinkedIn has facilitated connection from me with some amazing people who inspire, inform, and encourage, like Mr. Balsh. And one, Joey Testa with OrthoGrid, finally got to meet him in person at the most recent AUKUS meeting. Wanted to introduce him to you. Joey, what's on your mind, sir? Kevin, I thank you for asking me to speak. And I think I knew, you know what I was going to talk about. But in the year 2024 and beyond, AI stands poised to make a significant contribution to our community. Artificial intelligence has already demonstrated its ability to revolutionize various aspects of our daily lives, from healthcare to education, even transportation and communication. In the coming years, AI will continue to play a pivotal role in addressing pressing societal changes, improving efficiencies, and fostering inclusive and sustainable development. You know, Kevin, I talk a lot about family and a lot about healthcare and orthopedics. And I think that 2024 is going to highlight a lot on LinkedIn. I think it's a coming out party for people to come and show their brand. I hope that more people will become involved and engaged. I think with the new technologies that are coming down the pipeline and some of the challenges that we've seen uh, with hospital systems, you know, both financially and personnel issues and not having enough nurses and doctors, I hope that AI can contribute in a way just like it does every day in the OR with OrthoGrid. 2024 for me is going to be a lot of hard work. It's going to be no different than what it's been the last 15 years in orthopedics. I hope that I can continue to smile as big as I am today. Um, But I'm excited day one, January 1st, moving forward, and I appreciate the opportunity to let me speak about it. Thanks, Kevin. 
I'm excited as well and appreciate you, Joey. Always like your passion and enthusiasm and really look forward to seeing where AI has us in 12 months. Your thoughts on LinkedIn are spot on. This platform is becoming a most powerful medium for clinicians and industry in our space, hasn't it? It played a pivotal role in the job I'm doing right now, working with a seminal figure in that very space, Dr. Matt Barber, and honored a privilege to both work with him and hear his thoughts on 2024. Dr. Barber, what's on your mind, sir? Kevin Brown, thanks for the opportunity to drop a few words about 2024. I think this is my year to push back. Uh, That means that I'm going to be pushing back against the status quo, trying to advocate for my patients and myself more, uh, pushing back against my own mediocrity and just uh, doing more and being more. Uh, Looking forward to it. Hope everybody has a great year. Love that mental image of pushing back on all those fronts, Dr. Barber, as we invite our next guest to the stage, a CEO who is well-versed in pushing back on all fronts as leader of Zimmer Biomet, Yvonne Tornos. What's on your mind, sir? Well, hard to believe 2024 is here. Happy New Year. What's in my mind as we start uh, this uh, this new chapter? I'm sure that similar to most people from a macro standpoint, is the tension, the geopolitical events that, that we got going on. Uh, all of us are aware of the uh, recent uh, escalation of the tension in the Middle East. Uh, Ukraine, Russia, seems like that war is going to last for a longer. And in addition to those two major wars, there are another 40, 50 different conflicts happening around the world. It's a year of elections. There's going to be uh, more elections in 2024 than in any other year in recent history. And these geopolitical events clearly will have uh, economic, social, technological uh, considerations. So paying attention to that. Obviously, there's the, uh, the human element, which, uh, which is going to get impacted. Beyond that, from a micro perspective uh, relative to our industry, I'm paying attention to the patient first and foremost. How can we help the patient? What uh, is the role of innovation in helping the patient? Uh, how can a company like Zimmer Biomed deliver more efficacious, uh, safer, uh, better innovation? How can we think beyond the patient in terms of the provider and payer, uh, as well as obviously the physician? So 2024 for us at Zimmer Biomed is about delivering better solutions for the patient, physician, provider, and payer. And to that end, I'm excited about the innovation that we have uh, coming in 2024. In the micro uh, picture also, we're looking at uh, how can we deliver better commercial execution? What are better, more advanced ways to approach the customer? What, again, is the role of technology as we think commercial execution? And uh, what is the best way to train or Salesforce? Uh, what is the best way for us to compete globally? So that's probably the uh, short answer to a very complex uh, question. So paying attention to the macro and micro, and on the micro side, innovation and commercial execution. Thank you so much, Yvonne Torno. Some bullet point thoughts there. When you look up Overtaker CEO, you will find a picture of this gentleman. Love his energy and passion. He is certainly shaking things up in our industry. A lot of blue bloods out there excited having him around. One surgeon device nation is always excited to have around is Oklahoma City juggernaut, not the suture anchor, but a reconstruction powerhouse, Dr. Paul Jacob. You have the floor, sir. All right, Device Nation. This is Dr. Paul Jacob. So I will start with basically my two main focuses for 2024. The first is the total patient experience. And I guess what I mean by that is how do I optimize each and every part of the patient's journey from the moment they decide to make contact with us all the way to their 
eventual release post-operatively. For me, that means cultivating the preoperative experience from paperwork all the way on through, optimizing my patient both preoperatively as well as intraop and postop, and then following through with great education and outreach and utilizing artificial intelligence and other new technology to continue to improve every aspect of the patient's care. My second focus kind of is complementary to that in that I really want to focus on all the things that we do for the patient, both preoperatively and postoperatively for infection control. So obviously, we're not hitting the mark uh, as far as moving the needle on reducing the rate of infections and improving our success with treatment of those infections. So my focus is going to be on really uh, looking at infection prevention from a different perspective, starting with preoperative optimization, nutrition, diabetes management. Certainly, we've been doing all these things, but I think we could do an even better job of these things. I'm going to utilize remote monitoring and use of other companies and services that they offer to help with weight management and nutrition education, diabetes education, and then focusing on what I think is going to be a big hot topic over the next 10 years or so, and that's the gut microbiome and how it may affect infection control and infection prevention in the future. Uh, We started a large database collection today. Actually, it was my first day collecting patients, and we're going to have hopefully the largest microbiome database available for researchers, and that will collect everything from bone, cartilage, synovial fluid, blood, fecal samples, you name it, we're going to collect everything and store it for future study. And we have our own projects in mind that are coming from that. But that's going to be my focus in 2024 is cultivating the entire patient experience and improving infection control and prevention by means other than what we are traditionally used to controlling those things with. Thank you, Dr. Jacob. Working on some really cool stuff up there in Oklahoma City. Look, ask most people what 2024 looks like to them. There's a really good chance fecal samples are not going to be mentioned, but that's because you're not talking to Dr. Jacob, a surgeon who always seems to be on the front end of things. Or is it technically the back end of things? I'm sorry. Like gut microbiomes. I had to look that one up and write it down. We'll have that pen and paper ready to write some more things down. Our next guest walking up to the mic is a surgeon who also always seems to be on the front end of things and is truly passionate about the total patient experience. Such an honor to get to know him as he's a real icon in our space, Dr. Keith Barron. What's on your mind in 2024, sir? Well, a lot of what I've been sort of thinking about in practice and in healthcare and in business revolves around some of the books that I've recently read. And one that really stands out to me is a book called Unreasonable Hospitality. It's the story of the manager and owner of 11 Madison Park or EMP and how they took the restaurant from a top 50 restaurant to the number one restaurant in the world. It's all about hospitality. And the book, even though I'm a foodie and I've been there multiple times. The book was much more about real hospitality really drives success. And that's what I've really been thinking about. Concierge medicine, where margins can be made better for the surgeon, patient care, patient referrals, trying not to be commoditized. And how do you do that in a legal and regulatory environment that's that's sort of against physicians? And so my real 
vision is this unreasonable hospitality and how that relates to healthcare and orthopedics and private equity backing. How does our private equity partners, how do they provide unreasonable hospitality to their surgeon partners? As I've seen some of these private equity places fail, and to me, it's because the what they've invested in is becoming commoditized. You know, if you commoditize the ER or radiology or urology, anesthesia, classic example, they become commoditized and, and their job can be done by an AA that has a you know bachelor's degree. Maybe it boils down to this concept of unreasonable hospitality and looking at it from a different standpoint of who the customer is and who's providing that hospitality. I think it resonates with industry for sure. I mean, the classic example of, you know, I've got a surgeon and I'm helping him or her. It used to be that there was all these perks and swag and lunches and junkets and you know, all that's become outlawed or, or regulated away. Well, how can you still provide unreasonable hospitality beyond you know opening boxes and delivering parts to the surgeon customer? I had my nurse and my physician's assistant read this book and not from a standpoint of here's what I want you to, to learn from it, but a standpoint of read it and tell me what you think. You know, how, how do you feel about these concepts and, and what you do day to day to help the patients of JIS and, and help my patients? Powerful, powerful stuff there. Thank you so much, Dr. Barron. I ordered this book, looking at it right now as I record. How can I apply these principles to my job as a box opener? I encourage you to do the same as I want to hear what you think. Well, a digital marketing guru who never fails to make me think, he's a certified ortho mafia poet punching prospects in the amygdala with a big beard and an even bigger heart. Matthew, Ray, Scott, any thoughts, any predictions? What's on your mind, sir? Hey, Kevin, to answer your question, what are some 2024 predictions that I have as it relates to our med tech industry? Prediction number one is access kills deals. We've been taught as medtech sales and marketers to try and gain access. That's just another word for an appointment. And I think that we are seeing evidence that it is more difficult than ever at the front of a sales cadence to increase engagement with busy doctors. So access kills all deals. And so I predict that smart medtech sales and marketers will learn how to compliantly earn attention. The second prediction that I have is that we in medtech sales become problem solvers rather than sell a solution. You hear the difference there. So it's not just a semantic shift. It means that medtech salespeople that sell a technology that provide a pathology meets prognosis, prognosis meets procedure solution, you're in a race to the messy middle. Because what no one taught us is that modern day surgeons post-COVID whom are distracted, disengaged, and disrupted, they now purchase empathetically. And the number one thing that they are seeking is, will this solve a problem? Can you communicate it to me in a way that doesn't require me to spend too much time or burn too many mental calories to determine how you're different and how you're solving my problems? So I think there will be a shift between the top medtech sales and marketers who recognize that creating new categories and leading with a unique perspective and point of view, it's where the money's at in 2024. 
A lot of great P words there amidst some truly inspiring ideas. Thank you, Matthew Ray Scott. If you're not already, make sure you follow him on LinkedIn as there is great wisdom in the content he produces. And surgeons, make sure to check out his agency for all your practice marketing needs. Well, there's another P word coming your way here, but I will not be the spoiler. I'll let him deliver the package, medical device broker, and all around good guy. Stu Brandon, what's on your mind, sir? Kevin, that is a great question. And I would say for myself personally, 2024, I'm going to intentionally try and connect with more people within our industry, within orthopedics. For the vast majority of my career, I never really took the time to connect with others in our industry, in part because I was in such a limited geography, I didn't see what the benefit of doing so was. But over the past few years, as I've connected with people like yourself and you know a lot of other people, I have learned so much during the past five, six years of my career that intentionally connecting with more people on the industry side, reps, as well as orthopedic surgeons, trying to understand what everybody is going through, because that is the way I I see making myself better in 2024 is more intentional, purposeful conversations with others in our industry. Solid P word there. Thank you, Stu Brandon, for a great line regarding people, quote, because that is what I see making myself better, unquote. And that is exactly what this show is all about today, bringing the voices of people you might not know hearing what's on their mind, walking away from this national sales meeting better for it. One person who's done an amazing job leveraging his podcast platform to connect people, the number one med tech podcast out there. Make sure you subscribe, tell them I said hi, and tell them great job. Omar Khatib, 2024. What's on your mind, sir? I want to thank Kevin Brown for inviting me as a guest to give sort of my predictions and outlook on 2024 in terms of trends. It's a very exciting one. I'm going to start on the macro side. On the macro side, if we look at the industry and our customers, clinicians, what's happening is spinoffs and side hustles, right? You look at our industry, J&J spinning off its med tech division, 3M also spinning off its med tech division, GE, right? So many others, Zimmer, you know, with ZimV deciding to spin off its spine division. So a lot of the con- uh, conglomerates and the essentially mergers and acquisitions that happen through the mid 2000s all the way to late 2000s, right? Are now starting to spin off because they just got too big and too slow to keep up with the pace of innovation. Okay. How does that relate to the clinical side? Well, if you look at our customers, physicians, many physicians have become part uh, or essentially uh, absorbed into these large uh, IDNs and healthcare systems where a large majority of them have become employees, but many of whom have decided, you know, this is probably good for my bread and butter employment, but I'm going to do some other things. Maybe I'm going to do some cases at an ASC. Maybe I'm going to do some telehealth, right? And so I mentioned this because these macro trends, we're all uh, human beings. We're kind of uh, subconsciously trained to follow the tribe. This collective subconscious sort of extends also to the rep. So many reps who are working for these larger companies are realizing, hey, there's actually a cap to how much I can make because as we all know, territories are shrinking, quotas actually going up, and many reps are starting to realize in the OR, hey, you know what? I have these relationships and I also have 
these insights as to what's valuable beyond just the small confines of my own procedure. Why don't I start picking up sidelines that don't directly compete with my you know, existing business? Hey, I have relationships with the office. Maybe I can be a affiliate or a channel partner for a software company. Now we see a lot of software companies trying to sell into, into uh, not only medical offices, but med tech itself. And so the big theme of this year is we can call it bread and butter and something other. What is something other than your core job that you can add to your skill set and revenue streams to pick up? This year is the year of opportunity. It's the year of getting something other than your core job. And maybe the year that a lot of reps start to consider this movement of becoming a 1099 and working for yourself. So that's my take for the year. I'll let you get back to Kevin. Kevin Brown, Device Nation. Thank you so much for having me on. Omar Khatib, State of MedTech. Timely words there as we are seeing a tectonic shift away from reps hiding their sidelines to savvy distributors actively looking for lines to make their sales teams as relevant as they can in as many cases as they can. Thank you, Omar. Great words there. Well, it's one thing to have a sideline. It's quite another to get it through Value Analysis Committee. Our next guest walking up to the mic knows a little bit about all this because he is known as the Value Analysis Whisperer. Don't worry, we'll make sure we turn him up. Mark Copeland. What's on your mind, sir? Change, man. It's change. At least for me, 2023, I think pandemic in 2023 has made a lot of us think how we do things differently. And I'm changing how I'm working, changing how I'm selling, changing how I market, changing how I look at some things. And I think like, probably most importantly, changing how I think and learn about all these new concepts, some of the things we've been talking about. If we don't change how we think, healthcare is grinding people into the ground. And I'm doing everything from social media to videos to presenting to different layers of the hospital and health system that I used to completely differently. And it's a whole new skill set that I'm having to train myself. So for me, change, man, that's the word, change everything, which makes it interesting. Thank you, Mark Copeland. Do we have a theme going on here today or what? Make sure you check out his website, valueanalysisexpert.com. Get that product through Value Analysis. Give him the follow he so richly deserves on LinkedIn. Well, our next guest knows a little something about change as he is leading a company that has really made some disruptive moves in the reconstruction space, leveraging that very five-letter word, an overtaker CEO of the highest order, Francesco Sicardi of Medacta. What's on your mind in 2024, sir? You know, there are so many things. If we think about the company and the work, uh, definitely activities we are doing around uh, changing the way total knee replacement is done is uh, one of the key focus of 2024 for Medacta. And that is, uh, for sure, very exciting and hopefully very rewarding for us and for all the surgeons uh, involved and finally for the patients hopefully receiving a better treatment. I think uh, there is a unique opportunity in the market for us to really change uh, uh, the way Medacta is perceived in the global uh, knee market. We have uh, always been associated with uh, fantastic uh, anterior minimal invasive surgery on the hip side. I'm pretty sure we will become more and more an e-company as well. And this is uh, very exciting for all of us. See, change isn't always bad. Francesco Sicardi, thank you for sharing your thoughts and your inspiring leadership of Medacta. Wish you great success in 2024. Well, one surgeon finding success changing the way he operates. Such an honor to have him back on the show. Dr. David Crawford, 2024. What's on your mind, sir? I am super excited about 2024 and where orthopedics in general be and where I hope to take my practice 
for my patients. Uh, while the mainstay of things that I love will stay, such as you know, anterior hip and partial knee, I think the two areas of focus that I have that are, in my opinion, very big differentiators uh, for the patient outcomes is number one, kinematic alignment uh, with total neuroplasty. Uh, myself and uh, my partner have been doing this now for over two years uh, and have seen phenomenal outcomes. And you can just see in the meetings and the symposiums that there is going to be exponential growth in this field. Uh, and I will caution folks uh, that you do need to make sure you're using an implant that is compatible uh, with kinematic alignment because not all implants are made the same. But I think this is an area where if you look at anterior total hip 10 years ago, five years ago, when we had the surveys at AUKUS and you had people answering 20%, then 30%, and now we're at 60% anterior hip, you're really crossing into the major majority I think that as the data has shown us, kinematic alignment will be the gold standard of balancing knees. And it's just hard to uh, break up some institutional dogma and also some relationships and uh, historical principles that are oftentimes difficult to uh, shake. Uh, but I think we're about there. Then the other area uh, that I've taken personal interest in uh, is hip resurfacing. And while total hip arthroplasty is an amazing procedure and you know, probably would be the only thing I did if I could just get enough patients to do just that, uh, there are a subset of patients that hip resurfacing, I think, really does offer a benefit. And the errors of some bad implants back in the 2000s uh, certainly put a sour taste in everyone's mouth. And litigation and implant companies went away from it. And I totally understand why that happened. Uh, but our younger population with end-stage arthritis, it does want to get back to running jiu-jitsu, high-level sports. Uh, there is a benefit to resurfacing. Paralleling with what I mentioned about kinematic alignment, I mean, this is a kinematic procedure of the hip. We're putting back with metal or we're taking away uh, with bone and cartilage. And I think anyone would want that if that was an option. And I think one of the areas uh, with uh, hip resurfacing that we'll see a big change is, is some new implants coming on the market. Uh, hopefully here in the U.S. and Q2, Q3, we'll uh, begin the IDE for a metal on poly resurfacing, uh, which I think will have a lot of advantages and be able to get it back into the female population uh, and have some other benefits as far as uh, ease of doing it from an anterior approach, uh, which I have been doing and will continue to do and hopefully can teach others uh, to do that well. And there's other implants uh, globally, uh, ceramic on ceramic and some other bearing surfaces that hopefully will make their way this, uh, to the U.S. So I, I think we'll continue to see a lot of great progress and data and partial knee, total hip, but those are the two areas that I'm really looking out for is broader adoption of kinematic, kinematic alignment and then growing hip resurfacing and with new implants coming on the market, being able to offer them to a broader range of patients. Thank you, Dr. David Crawford. Great stuff going on up there at JIS. Always exciting to see surgeons rethink what they're doing, make wholesale changes, and it pay off, right? Getting to know our next guest has been such a payoff for me personally. We worked alongside each other for years as fellow box openers. He's now doing great work leading a sales team up in Nashville, Tennessee. I so love the cut of his jib whenever I call him. I can just listen to him for hours. Tab Bone. 
with a name like that, this industry was his destiny, right? What's on your mind in 2024, sir? Oh, the word for the year is going to be entrepreneurship. As sales reps, business leaders in our overall territories, we've got to get back to figuring it out. And it's not about contracts and technology. Those things are all tools. We've got to get back to a point where we evaluate what is going on, how we assess the problem is also how we fix the problem. That's how we go out of 24 being successful. If we go out of 24 being professional case covers, we're going to lose. We're going to lose in a big way because we're planting seeds that are going to grow. And if you're not cultivating those seeds from an entrepreneurial spirit, you're not going to be able to win long term. Well, this farmer Brown knows a little something about planting seeds and Tab is dead on. Entrepreneurs tend to work their land a little differently than hired hands, don't they? Thank you so much, Tab. What a great word to mull over as we welcome our next speaker, Dr. Benjamin Schwartz, orthopod and health tech prognosticator up in Boston, Massachusetts. A solid follow on LinkedIn. Whenever he posts anything, stop what I'm doing and read it in its entirety. Always walk away with something for the file cabinet. 2024, what's on your mind, sir? Yeah, 2024, I think, is going to be an interesting year. I think we're facing some headwinds in orthopedics, like a lot of physicians are in terms of declining reimbursements, the shift to outpatient. But I'm optimistic because I know orthopedic surgeons are entrepreneurial. They're problem solvers, particularly with total joints. So I think we have some really great uh, people out there working on solving these problems and really being proactive and aggressive at, at fixing things. So yes, we're facing some challenges, but I think we We have some really smart and motivated entrepreneurial people out there that are working on fixes. So I'm going to look to see what those people are doing and follow along and try to do what they're doing. Back to back on that word entrepreneur. I think it's a powerful word for 2024 and not only how we conduct our business personally, but perhaps what we're Gallup testing for in prospective hires, right? Thank you so much, Dr. Schwartz. Appreciate all you do. Well, one entrepreneur who's gotten a lot of attention over the years, all well-deserved as she is amazing at what she does. Erin Hoffman, president and CEO of TJO Orthopedics out in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Erin, what's on your mind in 2024? I'm thinking about a lot of things. I think the first is I just got home from Think Surgical's all-company meeting. And it was really fun to see such a diverse group of people all together in one room. I think we're so lucky in this time in the world that we can have so many people from different backgrounds and different parts of the country and different parts of the world all together, you know, working remotely. We could never pull that type of talent in the past without these resources that we have, Slack and Zoom and and all this technology. So that was really cool to see all of the work they're doing to bring people together. And then I think I came out of the meeting uh, pretty impressed with their robotic technology. I've been exposed to navigation for a long time, and I've always been a little bit of a skeptic, I think, with robotics, with navigation. I think it can help people in certain ways, but it's always seemed a bit contrary to our model, which has been reducing cost, increasing efficiency. And so I've always struggled a little bit with how those things might work together. And I think what I've seen in a couple different scenarios this week with either Think or with some competitors is I've seen some real change in how people are using robots and how they are 
becoming more efficient, how they're using that as a tool for reproducibility. And I think the cost part is maybe still a factor. We haven't figured that part out yet, but it'll be really interesting to see what that brings with the future. I've got a couple other things I've been stewing on. Um, I was lucky enough to get a little preview this morning. Our product development team and marketing teams got a little sneak preview of Dr. Stephen Tower's talk that will be at Academy, looking at his research focusing on cobalt chrome and what that does to the human body. And I don't know if that applies you know, to every patient. I think there's been a long history of cobalt chrome being the gold standard in orthopedics, and it certainly had great clinical results for many, many years. But it would be really interesting to see as his research progresses along with that of others. Dr. Chris Pelt has been very influential in that field as well of looking at the effects of cobalt chrome being in our body over time. So I really do think that there's a lot of opportunity in alternative materials and orthopedics is a great industry. Joint replacement is a very successful surgery, but I think there are some ways that we could maybe improve upon that. And then I guess from just a personal standpoint, one of the things that I've been thinking about lately, I've been really researching a lot and it sounds a little cheesy. I'm an optimist always, but I also salt that with a a heavy dose of sarcasm. So I've really been looking at the effect of positive thinking and positive words. And there's so much cool research on how positive language can actually affect you. You know, there's a lot of research that goes quite a ways back that even looks at, you know, you can change the molecular structure of water in positive thinking. It's why people talk to their plants. For me, that's always seemed a little cheesy, but I've really been playing around with it. And I just think there's so much negativity in our world and there's so much People are so quick to jump on, you know, criticism. And I have just really been enjoying the last couple of months trying to live with a more positive outlook. That's what I'm working on for 2024. Thank you, Aaron Hoffman. So many exciting things on the technology front to be excited about this year over at TJO and for this entire industry. And what a challenge to us all to make that choice, that intentional choice this year, to be positive, especially when it would be so easy not to. Our next guest has been such a positive addition to my life, VP of Sales here in the Southeast with such a rich CV, starting his career out with Halmedica, then on to Smith & Nephew, where I believe he just got VP of the Year at the latest national sales meeting. Congratulations are in order. Everyone who knows him speaks so highly of him. Mark Wise, what's on your mind in 2024, sir? In 2024, I am looking forward to appreciating the business that I'm in, feeling the blessing of the industry that I've got to work in for 40 plus years, to enjoy and encounter the customers that appreciate us and appreciate the uh, titans of our industry and what they do and what they've done for our industry to feel the blessings of how I have personally and my family's benefited, the friends that I've developed, not just friends amongst the corporation that I work for and have worked for for close to 30 years, but the competitors who've become friends and who have always enjoyed working alongside of. I look forward to just enjoying the fact that we are all in our best for the betterment of the patient and for the betterment of our customers, the surgeons that we work with. Thank you, Mark Wise. What a great endpoint for our meeting today to stop, take a moment, and just appreciate this amazing industry, the inspirational people that work in it. You got to hear from a lot of them today and the opportunity to get up every day and serve the patients, surgeons, and our facilities. Now, there is something to be thankful for. And thank you to all of our amazing guests. I know you are as inspired as I am. So appreciate all of them taking the time to share their thoughts 
thoughts for this year. And what a year. Promising transition and change for many. Stay positive now. Nature hates a vacuum. And when we don't know what that future is exactly, but we know it involves change, it's so easy to fill that space with negativity, isn't it? That's what undertakers do, but we are better than that. That is not the stuff we are made of. We are going to look at 2024 positively, confidently, and with a smile on our face. Why? Because I am convinced that scarcity is the mother of opportunity. Great quote. I'm so proud of it. I'll say it again. Scarcity is the mother of opportunity. Why the word scarcity here, Kevin, sounds all Book of Eli? No. The word speaks of short supply, and we definitely have a short supply of additional monies coming into our industry to offset all these increasing costs from shipping, insurance, energy costs, supply costs, traveling nurses. You get the idea. Scarcity. And in our industry, that opportunity will be taken advantage of by overtaker reps, collaborating with overtaker surgeons, collaborating with overtaker companies led by overtaker leaders. Vertical integration to close that scarcity gap. I see that vertical integration creating two lanes of opportunity here for our listeners. Left lane for the surgeon who for so many different reasons, 10 by 10 will never be on their menu. That's okay. The opportunity for them is upstream. 14 million people in the U.S. with symptomatic OA. 1 million end up with a total joint. That's 13 million people. They sure could use something to make them feel better, right? This is a huge opportunity for overtaker reps to help source products that create additional sources of revenue for their surgeons. Corganics is doing just that for a lot of you. There's a lot more out there. The right lane, the surgeon who wants to do 10 by 10 and for whom the future is volume. Opportunities are presenting themselves left and right to help facilitate that and hopefully maintain everybody's sanity. I think we're going to continue to see some Henry Ford assembly line inspiration here. We're going to see a lot of attention on the sterile processing piece of this puzzle. We've talked about how the easy track system from one tray can help on that front. I see a big move coming in off-site sterile processing. An amazing company called Instrumentum is bringing a change hammer to that particular space. Well, speaking of, let's all consider taking a hammer to our inner peddler this year and instead embrace our inner partner. Let's ask our surgeons, our facility leaders this week what's on their mind in 2024 and develop a plan to help execute their goals. If you need help on that, we are but an email away at thedevicenation at gmail.com. No matter what company you work for, let's think same team. Let's figure this out together and uncover a local solution. Longtime listeners know that all politics is local and let's all come back together and share some real success stories in 2025 i'm expecting big things to happen this year there has never been a more exciting time to be in this industry trust me on this let's stay positive surround ourselves with people that share the overtaker vision push back against the undertakers and the caretakers push back against the headwinds push back against our own mediocrity let's make every day about a marginal gain of some sort this audience is the best of the best. And I believe for many of you, 2024, it's going to rock. <laughs>